The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is The Ashholes. Each week, they smoke a different cigar, sometimes the same cigar, but mostly different, and they give their honest impression. They always assign an official Ashholes rating to that cigar. So, pull up a chair, light up, relax, be an Ashhole too. It's very rewarding. <laughs> All right, broadcasting from the Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. This is the Ash Holes Podcast, and today, cigar bands, the history, the mystery, and the romance. And playing the part of Aaron today is Dan. Yes. You jump right in. No hey, problem. Man. You got it. Okay, so Aaron's not here, when but uh, say- Chrissy's here. Ed's here. Dave's here. When you yep. say cigar bands, is that like musical? If you want it to be. But ba- I think we're talking about... A bass about player and a drummer. Maybe. I know a cigar smoking bass player. Yeah. Maybe the cigar guitar bands. <laughs> well, today, let's light the cigar up because this is... I, I, I want to get to, to the whole cigar. We got uh, about 40 minutes yep. to do it. We only have a four-inch cigar. But I'm telling you right now, we'll get 40 minutes out of this thing. Easy. This is the Byron Petite Poema, Petite Poema, small poem. It is made in Costa Rica. It is four inches by 50 ring gauge. The wrapper is Ecuador. The binder and filler is undisclosed. It is a $22 cigar, as little as it is, but it is a great cigar. It's available at twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. If you're looking for one and your brick and mortar doesn't have it, uh, ask for it or uh, go to twoguyscigars.com because we have it and we can sell it to you. So uh, I think it's one of the, the best cigars that there is. Mm-hmm. Even yep. in the Byron line, the, there's a poema version and there's a peak poema and there's a grand poema and there's a poema and there's yeah. a petite poema. Yeah. And as little as this is, this might be the best poema, yeah. the petite poema. I'm excited to try it. If they made it any smaller, it would be called a haiku. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Well, maybe, maybe we'll have that coming. <laughs> well, uh, Byron was a poet. That's why uh, yeah. there's, yeah. A, there's, a po- yeah. poem. there's lots of versions of Byron, but the, yeah. of the poema version, um, very nice. Yeah, and let's taste it before we light it. And that's called the cold draw. What do we got? Now, see, on the Atabay, it's always cherry. This one profiles for me more like dried fruit, like a dried apricot. Yeah, apricot, it's got some yeah. Sweetness. Yeah. This has a lot to do with the aging of the cigar. Five years post-rolled aged wow. in cedar rooms. And then you get to, to um, the Byron 1850 mm. cedar room with French oak. And it dramatically changes. So the cold draw is very important on everything on selected tobacco. You should cold draw that cigar. And you could do it. You could spend 10 minutes cold drawing it's, the cigar. It's got right. such a clean flavor. Mm, yes. It. Absolutely. No other cigar does this like this. And you this. know what? Even after we light it, it will still have a nice, clean flavor. Well, let's see. Let's yeah. see. Let's find it's out. It's time to light our cigars. Brought to you by Perdomo, the hottest brand in the land. A company founded on quality, tradition, and excellence. Founded. One draw, that's the law. 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 It's brought to you by Abuelo Cigars. You're going to live under my roof? You're going to play by my rules. Abuelo Cigars. 
little kick at the beginning. Mm. It's going to calm down. Yeah. Yep. You think you're going to smoke something much stronger than you're going to smoke? No, it calms yeah. down quick. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of front frontal palate right when you light it up. Yeah, I get a lot of aromatic quality right yeah. in the nose. Spiciness. Yep. Uh, I still got the, that sweet apricotish. Mm-hmm. Dried fruit. Mm-hmm. There still is there. a sweetness yeah. to yeah. it. Yeah. Definitely. I love this cigar. It's very good. Love it. Yeah. Your size. Oh, yeah. yeah. I smoked them. And um, we still have some in the jars left? Or maybe not? That's what uh, yeah. I believe these In are the from. case, they, yeah. they are still in a jar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they did that on the first original run of these in a jar. And this is the slower mover of... The Byron, but I'll tell you, it's the best one. But the jaws are almost gone. If they're not, then everybody's going to say, "Oh, I wish I could get it with the jar." But the boxes yeah. will be be there any any day now. And the jars can be useful. I, I think you were standing with me and Nelson when he did that event at PCA, and one of the retailers was telling him one of the customers has already decided his ashes are yes. going in wow. a Byron jar. Oh, that's, that's commitment. Oh, that's yeah. great. I don't know. When, when Sarah and I lived together, we had she potted a plant in it. So oh, we had the Byron yeah. with a plant. It was fantastic. It looks great. Wow. Never thought of that. Yeah. But at it, it one time, early on, 10 years ago, all the Atabays, they came in jars and yep. everything. Right. Uh, what I think he should have done is come in boxes, and then later came out with the jars. Right. It would have been a big deal. But it was it went the opposite, that people were like, well, yeah. how do I display Til, the jars? Until you yeah. realize that the jars are heavier, more yeah. shipping costs, yeah, sure. more damage. Yeah, I remember the first uh, products I ordered when I was running a store as a buyer, and it came in. I was like, well, where are we going to put these? But it actually made them stand out a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, and you know, he does a lot of stuff for Habanos. This is Nelson Alfonso that owns owns um, Selected Tobacco, and they did a lot of jars over the years. It was him that did right. it, uh, and you can see his style of what it what it was. And he had nothing to do with sales. He would actually design these things, put them out, and that was it. They were Cuban cigars, high end. They were all gone anyway. Yeah, uh, and because yeah, the jars were always the higher end yes, and yeah. special edition stuff. Yeah. So he said, hey, I know these people that make the jars. Let me uh, yeah. make bigger than a jar. Um, now, the band we have on Byron Cigars is interesting, and what, that we're talking about bands. Byron Cigars were the first cigars ever to have a litrographed band on the cigar. Yep. It was actually printed. And this is going back into the, into the mid-1850. 18, hmm. Byron, that's when it came out. 1850. And it had a band, which cigars did have bands. Some bands uh, were on cigars, just uh, silk bands and paper bands and things, but actually printed on it. Hmm. And uh, they were the first ones to end up doing it. But um, a cigar band is a simple paper ring, something that you discard without even thought. But there's some great debate of its origin in mystery and romance, how it originally started. And you may have heard the story at Sullivan before. Russia invented the cigar band. What? Really? That's what they say. They say that Catherine the Great, the Empress of Russia, 1762 to 1796, ordered her cigars to be wrapped in silk to protect her royal fingers from tobacco stains. After that, silk bands were adopted by all the imitators of the queen. And so the story goes, the cigar band was born. 
Well, Angel Reyes, one of Cuban's predominant historians, finds no evidence that Catherine smoked cigars. Doubtful Catherine worried about nicotine stains implying a range of large consumption, but maybe she did order her cigars to be wrapped in silk, but the order would have been carried out by someone in her court, not by someone in Havana. Her Majesty's quirks had little influence of manufacturing process 5,000 miles away. Again, maybe Catherine worried about stains on her fingers, but this is unlikely in light of the well-documented discarded of cleanliness of the body, hair and clothing among 18th century royalty noting for bathing monthly. Right, so she stank anyway. That's yeah. right. It was unlikely that the legend can credits Russia for inventing the cigar ban. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. How'd so, they also get cigars to Russia? You know, in that boats? T- yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Now, let's go to England. England claims also to have invented the cigar band. England claims the cigar band is based on 19th century story uh, honor of soiled white gloves. The idea just doesn't ring true, says Angel Reyes, Cuban historian. Simple, uh, since that would imply that Cuban cigars were leaky, dirty, and chemically doctored. Zeno Davidoff uh, says the Spanish cigars were wrapped colored with Chicory shade gum, which would possibly stain fingers. And since wrapped fashion changed every generation, and in the mid-1800s, dark wrappers were no longer fashionable. Properly rolled cigars do not stain fingers, especially since English smoked fewer cigars comparatively uh, than the intake of pipe tobacco and snuff. Uh, And to stain their white gloves. So they say, no, it wasn't England. So um, this is the guy, again, on Cuba Historian. So he says, maybe the cigars happened in Cuba. Uh, Bands existed uh, to hold poorly made cigars together. Oh, boy. If that is true, you would find more bands on cheaper cigar brands than expensive cigar brands. This rumor has been born in the wishful imagination of someone vested, whose vested interest spreading to discard rumors about Cuban products. Right. Again, this guy is about Cuban cigars anyway, mm-hmm. but he's discarding that. Next came the claim of Germany. As the 1800s began, the popularity of cigar smoking had begun, with Germans supplying most of the cigars. It's happening. That's right. Before 1830, most of them were coming from Germany. Germany was the largest center of cigar production in the world. In 1830s and 1840s, half of the cigars smoked in the United States, and more than 90% of those smoked in Australia, England, and Switzerland all came from Germany. Germany invented the cigar band, or so they say. Hmm. Everybody's claiming the ownership to it. Cuba gives credit to the invention of the cigar band to local factories owner Gustavus Bach. Was, was Altadas on the Bach brand, or was that maybe General Cigar? I'm not sure. Yeah? I'm not sure. European immigrants familiar with the scrupulous practices of old world merchants in the 1830s, Bach ordered paper rings with his signature be placed on every cigar that was for export. From the consumer standpoint, standpoint Bach's bands 
had been added to benefit and prove the following prestigious mark that was on the cigar. Cuban archives showed that in 1855, virtual all, virtually all Cuban cigar makers with significant imports were banding their cigars, registering their brands for the government and advertising to the consumer of these banded cigars. If that isn't enough, France also follows hmm. and says they did it. Follow the dollar, they say. The best we can tell, sex doesn't seem to be involved in the creation of banned cleanliness ranks low in motivation, and cigar smokers seldomly left the trail of unraveling leaves. If you are in business or someone who believes in the ancient adage of money talks, your choice is an obvious one. France, who is producing them. The makers benefit for the extra money to advertise the brand, and France was making the bands. What, uh, what we do know is it was mandatory in 1865 when the box started for U.S. taxes to ban the cigar to be available and ready for sale. But go back 15 years before that, 1850, documentation shows Byron was the first lithograph printed band to differentiate themselves from others that had unprinted bands before that. They were silk Unmarked bands 50 years before that of Catherine the Great. Hmm. Uh, so that is all up for debate. Where does the band come from? Again, history. People write these things yep. and change the story of history. But all, all we know Are is you, this cigar we're smoking here. I have one question. Was lithographed, yes. You, you said sex wasn't involved? Sex. You mean gender? Or they just weren't banging each other? I don't know. Catherine, Catherine the Great, do you know how she died? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's true. <laughs> you know the story. <laughs> yeah, everybody you know the knows story. the story. Anybody, you know the story? No, I don't. There was a horse. A horse. Uh, oh, I do know the story. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm yeah. pretty sure you yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, they brought the horse down to, right. to mate with her. Yeah. And uh, she was killed. Didn't go huh. well. Yeah, wow. I'm going to assume it meant gender in that context. Me too. Me too. Yeah, that it wasn't a woman, it was a man? Right. Yeah? Right, that there was no <clears throat> no truth to the story of women with their gloves and all of this. They, these, these stories are written after the person is dead, right. and sometimes they're embellished to make the story sound good. And each one of these things, there's people that say it's absolutely true. That's what happened. Here's the history book. And other people say it's not true. But the person that says it's not true doesn't know because they weren't there either. Yeah. Right. So how do we know that a horse did not kill her? And who <laughs> yeah. started that? Yeah. And, you know. Her enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Revisionist history. Her. <laughs> yeah. To make her seem like she was. Yeah. Oh, that's how she died. Yeah. 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 But I don't buy it. Silk, ba silk bands, you heard that a million times too? Yeah. I'm more likely to believe silk bands than the horse story. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're all stories, and uh, <laughs> that's what they are. Um, um, now, Nelson Alfonso, who is Byron, of course, mm. this is uh, 2023 right now, um, 1850, so how does he know? Because it was his great-great-grandfather, and they have all kinds of information from his great-grandfather. He, he sat with his grandfather, who told him about his father, right. and said, this is the story with the band and all that. And he went and saw a historian about it to prove, uh, to find proof that that was the case. Um, 
in the factory that was making, uh, that was distributing or making, I believe making it, um, it was the same exact factory. They only had three brands there. They had Monte Cristo, they had Byron, and they had Particulari. Those were the mm. three brands. And Monte Cristo was the big one. Yep. Particulari even sold better than Byron, and Byron was the smallest brand of the bunch. But I had met with one of the historians at Altadis. Right. Um, when, where was I? I met him in Cuba, and I also met him again in the Dominican Republic of the factory. And he did a presentation um, where he showed the Byron and Particularis and the Monte Cristo. Mm. I don't know if you ever caught that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's really interesting, you know. Oh. So uh, that that's what that that's all about anyway. The cigar band, mm-hmm. very interesting. There's, there's a million out there. Yeah. Uh, do, you sa- do you save any of them? Do you do? Is- I only save the Garofalo ones because I know how expensive they yeah, are. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They are going to repurpose them. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think uh, depending on the band, you can add significant. Cost to the cigar. Absolutely. You should can. Because whatever you're paying for the band, by the time it goes through the whole chain to the customer. I can't remember who it was, but somebody I know got married with a cigar band. Hmm. That's what they had, you know, with a last minute get married. I hope it was a nice one. Yeah, Jeez, I'm you trying don't to know think of somebody. No, I, can't, I just can't even think who the person is, but I remember telling the story. Yes, I was married with a cigar band. I should have did that, right? Yeah. yeah. It would have been absolutely. a nice story, and I would have probably saved a couple of grand. Yeah. Whatever that was, right? <laughs> First time you wash your hands. Yeah. yeah. Bye-bye ring, but... Yeah. Yeah. They can be replaced sure, easily. Yeah. Especially yeah. <laughs> if it's your regular... Unless it was a... Um, um, Skip Martin's brands. Um, Robocraft. <laughs> You ever try to take one of those bands off? No. You can't do it. Yeah. Can't, can't come off. You know what? You know what it was like? The, the Ava limited editions. Same thing. You really? Have to try it. Yeah. I don't know. They use a, I don't know if it's a different glue they use for some reason, but yeah, impossible. Strong pectin. Yeah, Crazy. whatever's going on there. But <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, I'm enjoying the cigar. Let, let's take a break and come back to it when we get back. Uh, we have more on cigar bands, including your favorites. Think about what your favorite cigar band is when we come back. We are the Ashholes. Only Great Leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa Leaf stands out because of the distinctive mouth-watering flavors of the Corojo 99 and the Criollo 98 seeds, cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of the JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of the Farm, or Casa Fernandez cigars, you will experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorsa Leaf different than any other tobacco in the world. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganor Salif. Hello, cigar aficionados. This is Klaus Kellner from Davidoff Cigars. I invite you to taste the elements with Davidoff Escurio, Nicaragua, and Yamasa. From water comes originality. Savor the sweet and spicy originality of the Davidoff Escurial tobaccos born by the rains of Bahia, Brazil. From fire comes intensity. Enjoy the bittersweet aromas and fiery intensity of the Davidoff Nicaragua. From earth comes complexity. Taste the earthy flavors and complex spices that are unique to the red soil of the Yamasa region in Dominican Republic. Only Davidoff Master Blenders could take the power of nature and blend it into a range of exceptional cigars. Each element making each cigar a unique experience. Water, fire, earth. Flavors that have risen from the very world itself. 
I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. Davidoff Cigars, cigar adventures to a wider world. Looking for a mild cigar? Don Rafael is just that. Solidly constructed, and it offers up a mellow experience that holds a ton of universal appeal. This is just one of the reasons for Don Rafael's enormous success. Looking to get your friend into smoking cigars? The Don Rafael cigar is absolutely the right choice. The brand originally set out to outdo the competition, but for the price, there is no competition. You can't beat Don Rafael. It outsells them all. Don Rafael can be enjoyed any time of the day, all day, and cigar after cigar. The Don Rafael has a smooth, mellow aroma that will not linger. Draped in a seamless golden brown Connecticut wrapper, Dominican long fillers, and a Dominican binder complete the blend. Expect earthy notes with some hints of cedar throughout. And as far as quality everyday blends go, for a mild cigar smoker, it doesn't get more satisfying than this. Remember this, Don. Don Rafael. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly tailed head, and value, value, value. There are Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian, and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, what you do expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional. A flavorful journey into sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar. Take a journey. All right, we're back at the Jose Dominguez Cigar Studio above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Today we are smoking the Byron Petit Poema, and this is the Ash Holes. It is, and this is a four-inch cigar, and we are 22 minutes in, and we got plenty of cigar to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you look at it and you say $22 is a lot of money for this four-inch cigar, but if it's an hour long... Yep. It's good. $22 an hour for the first cigar of this quality. I'll oh, yeah. take it. We'll see if we get an hour out of it. I think we're going to be smoking it after the show's over. I believe so. Hoping yeah. so, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Aaron is not here today. Dan is jumping in and doing uh, some of the things Aaron does. But one thing uh, Dan also does is you made cigar beans. I did. Yes. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've made a, a few with the help of a design team, you know. Um, what was great is I'm not a graphic designer, but yeah. our team would be able to tell a design team of, hey, this is what we want it to look. These are the elements we want to include. And then they would design it. And then we would take those designs to a, ba- uh, a print house to be able to do them for us. And yeah. really cool experience. And it, it was really uh, interesting to learn the differences in what makes a good cigar band and what makes a bad cigar band in terms of the quality, the efficiency of the printing, and 
there's so many different things you can do. And you now it's easy to tell what is a cigar band that costs a lot of money and one that Yeah, you know. that you went through the process. All the years and I've been making bands since the early nineties that uh I, I had brands out. I never been to where they make cigar bands. And yeah. there's a place in the United States called Action Label in yes. Florida. Uh, and you live not too far from there. You yep. were able to drive. A uh, little long, long drive for me to go there. But um, I never went through the process, and I was intrigued when you went. Yeah. And we talked for a long time ab- yeah. about uh, what you went through. It was great. I yeah. actually remember you telling me this yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. You were so impressed by it. I have, like, to, it I have so- to do it myself. Yeah. Yep. You know, everybody wants to go to the cigar factory and all that, yeah. and cigar warehouses and stuff. And, you know, we look at these bands. We stare at them all the time. They're, yeah. they're right in our face. Mm-hmm. This is how people buy. Right. Also, as a retailer, I'll tell you, people buy mm-hmm. with your eyes. Yep. A lot of times, a good band or something is going to attract attention. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, you have Rydak, which is a company in Holland. Yes, they're, they're in, in Europe. Yeah, and uh, they're the people that make this Byron band, I know, because they make all the Cuban bands that are yes. there also. And they made the Garofalo band mm-hmm. yes. because uh, that's where Perdomo bands yes. are made. And Perdomo said, you must go to Rydeck. And, and um, Nelson Alfonso said, you must go to Rydeck. So expensive. <laughs> yes. When I tell you so expensive, it was at least 10 times the cost. Yeah, uh, because of certain processes, and you understand it's, it better. Yeah, right? it's 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 the metal work that they can do with printing. So I I, I don't know the tech the technical terms for a yeah. lot of it, but the technique that they use at that facility, they can do detail in the metal work. And if if you're smoking along with us, when you have one of these Byron bands, you can see on the secondary band you have the medallions on yeah. the band. A lot of print houses can't replicate that. Um, intricacy when it comes to metalwork and what happens is when you print it somewhere else it looks fake like it looks like a instead of it looking like an actual gold coin it'll look like a Chuck E. Cheese token Mm -hmm. so it just kind of it takes away as opposed to adding value so they have a very specific technique that they use that and printing's come a long way from all the other uh companies that do it but they're still the um considered the best when it comes to gold and metalwork and Beautiful. All kinds of stuff. It is beautiful. So he, he he felt he had to do it because they were the first ones to lithograph the band. But I look at the top band, and there's a circle around the picture of Lord Byron. And yep. you can see all the metal carved out right. lines that are there. If you really pay attention and you look yes. like you're saying, you start looking at things you never saw before in it. And one of the, my favorite bands of, since being in the cigar business was when Opus X first came out. Yes. And I was like, holy shit. When I opened the first box ever of Opus X, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. It was so gigantic in size, mm-hmm. first off. They were the first ones to make a gigantic band. And the colors and the detail yes. that happened to it was a different level. Yeah, and that's the impact. Like, that band to this day is still very impactful because not only does it look good color-wise and the, the Pantones that they picked to design that logo – but also all of the detail. And you can see in the Byron, too, the detail in the embossing. Yeah. Every detail is highlighted as opposed to if you do a lesser emboss, 
Yeah, it looks good, but like it still lays flat. And Opus X is probably the best example of a yeah. really well done band. I wonder how many people really look at the band like we. But I, I would say I don't until I mean we're talking about it now, and I look at it and I go, "Oh my God, look at all everything that's going on in there." Yeah. Stop and smell the roses a little bit. Look at the cigar band you're smoking right now, yep. and you're going to really start seeing then, the difference if you pay attention. The one I liked was uh, Saka's original Sober Mesa. Yeah, I think he went for the expensive ones mm-hmm. too. But the thing that was cool about that is that some of the color in the band really perfectly matched the wrapper on the right. cigar. So it looked like there were cutouts. Yeah, yeah. And what's interesting too is is you know what we would use is Pantone. So like it's a coated color. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you went to your ha- you're yeah. painting your house and you want to get you know macaroni and cheese, like it's a Pantone for that color. Right, right. and. Uh, Sometimes when you print on lower quality printers, mm. that Pantone can't match. So that's another important component of the printing and, aspect. But and yeah, that's why you went there to say as they go into print, you yes. say, "I want to see the first piece that comes out here." Uh, Correct. That doesn't look like it's supposed Correct. to be. I hear that from a lot of people yeah. that have things done in China. You yeah. send them the Pantone, and it comes oh, back yeah. in a whole different color. Yeah, especially you know working with Altatus, that that red is a very specific red for Romeo. The mm-hmm. yellow for Monte Cristo is a very specific yellow. So you had to make sure it matched what you had, as otherwise it's going to come out. And that yellow will look like mustard or, yeah. you know, racing. Did you have one of those big Pantone books? Yeah. Well, you know what? There's actually a really cool app now where you can um, type in the Pantone and it'll, you can match it to whatever you have. Oh, or you wow. can take a picture and it'll tell you what the Pantone is. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I used to have one of those big things yeah. yes. around here. Oh, yeah. We had them. But yeah. it's come a long way. But yeah. it, it's, it's interesting for sure. All right. You got a letter in the mailbox today, Ed? No letter. No letter. So I what? think people should... Write to us at the Ashholes Podcast at gmail dot com and let us know what you think. Let us know your favorite bands. Let, yeah, ask us Whatever questions. Say, ask us things so we can have, say something. I don't have a uh, Dave Weekly Six Pack again this week, but uh, next week I will have one. <laughs> well, I think yeah. I mean, there's still ongoing things that pop up at the warehouse. Yeah, so. I, I try to end up having it, and if I, I you know, I want to associate it with the cigar that was smoking, and I will get back in the groove. Okay, all right. Uh, it's time right now for the top five, and it's brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Aloha! Today's top five is brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, the medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavor blue label. Series Five Five has it all. Five Five equals the perfect ten, and that's what you get every time. The only thing better than a Five Five cigar is two of them, so you can share with a friend. And now, here's today's top five list. All right, today's top five list, fitting with what we're talking about with cigar bands, today is world's most iconic packaging. So this is packaging for anything, not not just cigars, anything, anywhere in the world. So starting at number five, we have the Chanel number five bottle. Yeah, the bottle itself. Yeah, so I'm sure a lot of our listeners may not be as familiar with Chanel number five. So the Chanel number five bottle features a black sans serif text on a white label stamped with a number. Very, very simple. Very simple. Yes. Elegant, though. Yep. Mm -hmm. Clean. Simple. But been around forever. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's uh, became popular in the 1920s. So we're talking 100 years. years. 
So interesting. Not not our demo. Yeah. But you know, we all knew it as soon as you, you yeah. explain it. So interesting there. Number four, we have uh, Tiffany. And uh, blue box. We right? have the blue box, but I think it's really the, that color, right? That right. that teal. Do you, know, do you know the Pantone? No, no. I can look it up and tell you. <laughs> I know you can't use it. No, you can't. Yes. they own it, right? Yeah, yeah, they own that color. God, yeah. I feel like I need to have my girl card revoked. I don't know what the color you're talking about that at blue? all. That, it's at a, all. It's like Tiffany the blue. teal. Teal. Uh, it's funny because teal is like one of my favorite colors. I couldn't. I couldn't even picture what Tiffany. You need to shop like. at Tiffany. I'm clearly not a high-end lady over I here. I bought my <laughs> wife one year something from Tiffany's, mm-hmm. and she opened the paper around it and saw the box. And saw the box. She says, "Oh my god!" Right. Didn't see. There's no writing on it. No nothing. But as soon as she saw the box, she said, "Oh my god!" So it is that strong. Wow. Yeah. Of I would have just opened it and been like a box. Quick, quick cigar story. When I originally did. The cigar bar, the first cigar bar we ever put out, we had um, lettering and we had what looked like a old nostalgic Hershey bar. Well, as it turns out, when I got the lawsuit from Hershey, <laughs> that they own the brown yep. on the Hershey oh. and they own the lettering, the, um, the font. font. Yeah. Of uh, what yeah. that was, and I didn't use the exact font, but it was too close. Yeah. And so they said I could have fought with them, but I caved in like a little baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it again, yeah. Mr. Hershey. I love your candy. Right? Yeah. Not a fight you want to get into with no. the Hershey company, right? right? So at number three, we have uh, Gucci packaging. So mm. what comes to mind when someone mentions Gucci, some of the common things are the double G logo, sure. luxury, it, Italian, expensive items. Yeah. So yeah, I think a lot of the, honestly, I think a lot of the higher end designers, whether it's from Italy or wherever, they've kind of taken the Tiffany approach. Like now, if you see um, Louis Vuitton, um, mm-hmm. not so much the actual, like the print and all that, but that's part of it. But their bags are the specific, like Logo. orange color. Yeah. And uh, like the, the shopping, shopping bags, bags. it's yeah. a specific color. Just we were like having Tiffany. a shopping bag question, talking about yeah. the thing. So everybody wants to end up creating that. I'm sure a million companies have tried, but yes. some of them stick. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can make a, a pink box and it's not going to work as right. the Tiffany blue yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. Say like, like a lot of the Cartier jewelry boxes, they're this like maroon kind of Plain color, but, you know, yeah. it's that gold Cartier it's script. High ticket items, right? Because then you can walk around with your bag and everybody knows. Yeah. You know, we, we just got, we did Cigar of the Year. We do every year and it comes out and there's a car of the year and stuff. You know there's a Pantone color of the year? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. end up seeing that. It's like the word of the year or whatever, yeah. too, right? But, uh, you know, certain ones and certain colors, it'll say these are the colors of the year and there'll be four or five different colors and... I'll be damned, you're going to see a whole bunch of them because people realize that's what it is and, and uh, they go well together yes. and everybody starts using them. And you can look at things like the 80s of certain colors Correct. that happen mm-hmm. and you know this is the 80s and this yeah. is going to be 2023. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if the, the Pantone of the 70s and 60s was wood paneling. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Was that a Pantone? Was. Yeah. Uh, so. the, the 90s in tech, green and purple were a thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes. And uh, at number two this week, we have Marlboro. So Marlboro cigarettes, the, the little house, right? Of course. Yep. Yeah, you see a lot of ripped off of, of that that happened over the years and stuff. Yeah. It's short-lived because yeah. they, 
the demand that's our red and yeah. white and how it is. Well, and think about it. They had to get rid of, you know, saying Marlboro Light, Marlboro, all this stuff. Yeah. And now it's just the color. And that's people it. know exactly what it is because it's not just the color in the, the, mm-hmm. the house. It's the font. Now, I know a little about the Marlboro packaging and stuff. I was a cigarette pack collector. Mm-hmm. And I told you a story early on that I never liked cigarettes, never had a cigarette. But, but you I collected I collected packs. them for years and years because I got into business in 85 and then started collecting and then buying other people's stuff from earlier on. Yeah. The original Marlboro was a cigarette made for women. Mm-hmm. And the, the font was a script writing. Later on, turning into a block-type lettering with the red and everything that ended up happening and going after cowboys, going mm-hmm. after yeah. men, the complete switch that happened. Yeah. So I have an original Marlboro pack Ooh, there you go. that was designed for women and then years later changed up, and it's valuable. I mean, it's yeah. probably worth $1,000. Oh, I'm sure. I've never, I've never even yeah, seen yeah. a I'll, I'll bring it in and show you someday. Yeah. It's, I, I look at it and I go, wow, man. You know, I probably <laughs> paid 50 bucks for this, which was right. crazy money back then or something, but it, there's a value to it. Yeah. It's it's crazy. And at number one for the world's most iconic packaging, we have Heinz ketchup bottles. Wow. All right, now you're talking about I'm like, finally, one I can relate to. <laughs> <There you laughs> Square, uh, it's, it's an octagon. Yeah, yeah. Well, the glass bottle, yeah. and then now it's the, you know, you have the squeeze bottle yeah. and everything, but, you know, it's, I guess it's the logo, the trim. Hitting the end of the room, oh, yeah. trying to get the, the, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got their technique, right? Right. So, and, uh, as an honorable mention, we have the Cuban Cohiba packaging. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely for cigars. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to pick iconic for a cigar, it's Cohiba. Yeah. Been ripped off a million times. Mm-hmm. Um, Log- logos and things became very apparent to me at, at, at how, uh, how they stick with you. I don't oh, know yeah. If you guys are, I remember the year. I couldn't tell you the exact number, but the logo board game came out. Have you guys seen that? It's no. a board it's a logo board game. It's a board game where it's a quiz game, and all they're going to do is show you different logos of companies, and they may have taken off the the wording or anything. Yep. And they're just and you'll huh. be amazed how many you can oh, recall. Yeah, yeah. you'd shock. You'd yeah. be shocked that you know. And you're like, I don't know that, and then you look at it for a second. And you're like, Oh, it's yeah. this or it's that. And you're like, Oh my well, God. Nike Swish. Yep. Yeah, like you gotta say it's yeah. huge. Even I just yeah, the color of McDonald's. That yeah. I, the specific color. I, I could care less about cars. The amount of car logos I was able to pick, even when they took like the lettering out, just the shape mm-hmm. and that. Mm-hmm. What sticks in your subconscious when it comes to marketing and logos? Yeah, and things is yep. incredible. It's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. So that's our top five. Wow. There we go. It's delightful. Are you tired of the news claiming the end of the world? Everyone run for cover. Mayday. Are you sick of turning on your radio and hearing things like this? Code red, duck and cover. You're all in danger. Well, I think it's time for some delightful news. Brought to you by Cuban Delight Cigars. How delightful. All right. So apparently a a Florida couple opened a gift of the past on Christmas morning after their engagement ring, which had been missing for over 20 years, was found in a familiar spot a few days before. Nick and Shana Day were unwrapping presents on December 25th when they couldn't believe their eyes. The ring they thought was gone forever was suddenly back in their hands. In a package. In a package. She and Nick were newly engaged when she accidentally flushed her ring down the toilet at her parents' house. 
I'd taken my ring off. It was sitting on the counter. When I sopped up, I, I didn't pay attention. The ring snagged, ended up in the toilet, and she flushed it. Understandably frantic, Shana said she climbed down into the septic tank at the home of her now in-laws with a hose to suck everything up. Once she did that, she pumped it through a hose over a window screen and into a 55-gallon drum oh my God. in hopes of catching the ring. After all that effort, the ring was nowhere to be found until last week when Nick's parents had to replace their toilet. The ring reportedly fell out when the plumber unhooked the toilet from the ground and dumped the excess water into the tub. Oh, my God. Nick's parents took the ring, wrapped it up in a miniature ceramic toilet, and gifted it back to the couple (laughs) on Christmas morning. Wow. Oh, wow. Now, how much waste product flowed over that ring? I don't know how much the ring would be worth for me to go through my septic (laughs) over a screen in my backyard. It's, there's not enough money. I wouldn't do it. Well, it says the ring was broken, but the diamond was still intact. After a cleaning, the ring is reportedly still shining, just as bright as it was more than 20 years ago. And the and the wedding and the they're still married too, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's good. That's yeah. good. Good job. Wow. All right. That's delightful. It's kind yeah, of a yeah. shit, yeah. shitty story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. We are smoking the Byron, uh, and we're talking logos. On the Byron brand, there's four different logos on the Byron brand. Mm. And that's only because Nelson Alfonso is an artist and he makes logos and stuff. And he probably said, one isn't enough. Yeah. That's four different lines of Byron. They're all different logos that are there. But a great cigar. And we have to rate it now between 1 and 100. While you rate that, when you give your rating, I would also just rapid fire want to know each of your favorite cigar bands for look. So, give it a quick thought. I'll start. So, my I like the red. My new favorite is the Red Anchor. I think that band mm. is just beautiful. Nelson it, Alfonso designed that. Yeah, you could tell. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful with the obviously the big Red Anchor, but then in the background the the scenery and the and the um, cityscape, if you will. Yeah, I think it's gorgeous. Uh, I really like. I, that I one. still have to go with Opus X. That uh, was the first one that ever amazed me. You know, open in the box, and I'm like, holy mackerel, that's amazing. I like simplicity of, like, um, Atabay, the simplicity to that. Yep. Red Anchor, like you said, his style is beautiful. Yeah. Um, you, you would think Garofalo, I should say, but it, it's, yeah. it's not in that, in that league. It's nice. It's, I'm yeah. talking about the ones that, yeah, really yeah. stand out. You see it, it you're it like, It was Opus X that the first time I saw yeah. it. It's a long, long time. That was 1994, and a long time has passed. But you would think a whole bunch of people would top it. Yep. And uh, I, I haven't I seen it been topped yet. Yeah. No, I I do like the Cohiba band though. Regular Cohiba, yeah. regular yeah. Cohiba. It's it's yeah. a beautiful band, iconic, yep. no doubt about it. Yeah, and I, I I'm gonna be biased a little bit. I'm gonna say my favorite band is is the simple the Beatles. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Stones. More Meta- I'm more Metallica, right? but okay. I would say I would say the classic Monte Cristo band because I was able to play with it and yeah, have fun. The swords and it was is beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. very. There's iconic. a reason these things last forever and ever. Yeah, there's yep. a reason. And uh, that's what I got to work on. I think even some of my brands, I got to redesign them in, in that thought to say, I want them to be around forever and ever after, yeah. after the yeah. fact. And uh, there's a reason for those brands um, lasting as long as they did. So, all right, I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. What do you got? I did a 94. 
94. Yeah. 94. Uh, great he, cigar. He, he's still zeroing in. He doesn't know how high to go because no. this cigar is clearly a 97, 97 for me. For Ed uh, Sullivan, who's the yeah. toughest one of all. I don't know cigar. if I can do this right side up or left side. It doesn't 69? matter. 69? It's 96. <laughs> oh. 96. You can do it back to front. <laughs> no matter what, it's 96. Always. Always. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's when you don't like your partner. Yes. There you go. <laughs> 96. So 96, 97, 94 is 95? 95 and 95. change. All right, 95 yeah. and change. It. That's a great, great cigar. It it's a nice, nice band. Yeah. It's one, one of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll see if uh, what we can come up with... Uh, Put our heads together and we, we design something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to make our own. Find a color. I'd like to attach a color that I like the whole idea of everybody knows it from the color. It's your yeah. color. Yeah. You know, you think there's only seven colors or something like that. There's 700,000 colors. Oh, yeah. There you, go. Uh, you know what I always liked as a color was burnt orange. Mm. Like the candy apple yeah. red burnt orange. Mm. Remember the muscle candy cars back then? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, The yeah. muscle cars are, are, are back then, even as a kid looking at it. <clears throat> like the Dirk Diggler Stingray yes. and Boogie Nikes. Awesome <laughs> stuff. Yep. Awesome stuff. All right, that's it. That's all the time we have today. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, Aaron will join us, and we'll yeah. get some tricks up our sleeve. We'll catch you next week on The Ashholes. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.